0: I love the sound of happy voices and happy people. Everybody's, can you feel the love in the house? God is good. Whoever needs to be dismissed, you can be dismissed right now. But don't just walk out on me because Pastor Mark isn't here. I know he's a hard act to follow. I learned a lesson from Keith Moore. He said many times when they'd call him up to speak, he'd feel like all he had was cheese and crackers. But bless God, I'm bringing my best cheese and crackers today, so somebody help out the preacher. God's got a word for you, friends. I know it's a good one. Lord, thank you for your word today. I thank you for your precious people. Hallelujah. You've begun a great work in them. You've begun a great work in this church and in the families of this church. Thank you that you're performing it all the way, all the way, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Give me utterance, God. Help me. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Thank you for the people, Lord, that have been praying over today's service. Thank you, Lord. They've been praying. They've been joining together to make sure that the will of God is done in the earth today, especially at the Bay. And we thank you for it. Give us ears to hear utterance in Jesus' mighty name. Please agree with me in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. People come from different places and they have different preferences. When it comes to ice cream, that's right, I said ice cream. There's only one ice cream, by the way, that's worth even thinking about. And that's Rocky Road. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Rocky Road ice cream. I just want to make sure that we have the brotherhood of Rocky Road. Raise your hand if you're a Rocky Road fan. See, look around, people. The rest of you, you need to get with it. Hallelujah. You don't. That, she raised her hand. What shall I tell you? What I, what, what the mess about to say? Yeah, yeah. Listen to this. There's a difference between liking Rocky Road or else it's Rocky Road or nothing. That's the kind of brotherhood I'm talking about. There are other people that really like variety. They go to the ice cream counter and uh, they never get the same thing twice. Pralines and cream, marble fudge, blueberry, this, that, and the other thing, some exotic mango something. See, when I go to the counter, there's only one thing on my mind. There's only one ice cream in that counter that's worth having, and that's Rocky Road. And I cannot tell you the degree of disappointment in my soul when I go there and say, oh, we're all out. (laughs) And you know, it doesn't help when your wife comes to you and says, oh, honey, well, let's get something close. You no, know, let's, let's, why don't you get the chocolate, double chocolate, but that's not the same. If you are part of the Rocky Road Brotherhood and Sisterhood, you know it's not the same. Say it's not the same. So, you know, we come from different places. Those of us, we, some people like variety. I mean, when, but there's only one Mexican restaurant that's going to make it for me. And when, if they close their door, I don't know what I'm going to do. If Jose, Jose, if you go out of business, I don't know what I'm going to do. So please don't go out of business again. We're talking about Jose, that's right, uh, Casa de Mesa down there in, in Fremont. That's the only one for me. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> you been? <laughs> it's pretty good, huh? <laughs> change. The, 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 the interesting thing about this, whether you like variety or you like everything the same, change is all around us. Change. There's, there, there's only really one or two things that don't change. And we find that the Lord said, I am the Lord God and I change not. So you know He doesn't change. And you know that that heaven and earth shall pass away, but Jesus said, my word shall not pass away. So that's one thing you can count on, not changing. Like the steadfast love of the Lord and the mercies, they're new every morning. They're the same, the same, the same, the same. But friends, everything else is changing. I mean, take for instance, your neighborhood. It's really changing. Like Marina Boulevard, what have they done in Kaiser? Oh, Lord. Well, it's not... I mean, I'm sure it's going to be wonderful when they finish, but my nice, happy little neighborhood, it takes a half hour just to get on the on-ramp. What are they thinking? How many of you live down that way on West Alba 136, somewhere around there? I says, oh, my goodness. Something changed. All of a sudden, you don't know where... I remember when they were redoing uh, Highway 92, all this crazy way, which, which is the way... Change, listen, change is so inconvenient, it's so uncomfortable, it's unsettling. In some cases, it's aggravating, it's annoying, it's embarrassing, it's challenging. Change is time-consuming, it's bothersome, it's intrusive. But one thing I've got to tell you about change, it's inevitable. Because everything is changing. When you see a young person, a young child, let's say a nephew, a niece or someone's child that you haven't seen in a few years let's say you met them when they were five years old and you come back and they're eight or nine what's one of the first things you do when you come up you, you meet the time you go oh, my how you've whoa <laughs> how you've grown now see that happened in the first service I want to share something with you growing means changing and changing means growing I don't know if you caught that. There's a lot of wisdom in that. Let's 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 hit this side with it because somebody came up with it over there. Growing is changing, and changing is growing. Now, you may say that's pretty basic, Pastor Tom. That's right. We're not gonna get too deep out. Don't worry, we're not preaching on the book of Revelation, especially when my pastor's not present. <laughs> we're not gonna go drowned out there. Despite everything that changes. Oh, the statisticians are having a heyday out there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wax Mario Murillo on you in just a moment. <laughs> statisticians are having a heyday with charts, facts, and figures. Comparisons, listen, analysis of everything, forecasting the future trends of economics, business, healthcare, politics, education, religion, sports, real estate, demographics, crime, everything is being analyzed and reanalyzed. You could see charts and bullet points all over the place. And now all the TV shows, they're talking about it, trying to tell you what's going to happen. What we're trying to do is they're trying to forecast change. But I have something to talk to you about today. God's put something in my spirit. The change that we are talking about. It can be observed on the outside. But it's a change that happens first and foremost on the inside. The change in the human heart. This kind of change does not come from therapy. This kind of change does not come from taking a pill. This kind of change you can't get through a degree in college. This kind of change... It comes through only one thing, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. I may not, when I look at someone that has just received Christ, I may not be able to see the change immediately. But something very dramatic has occurred on the inside of them. They are what the Bible calls a new creature created in Christ Jesus. Suddenly, old things have passed away. All things have become new. The Amplified Bible puts it this way. they are new species. Something that has never existed before. Somebody say new. new. Now, I have a problem with some products that say new. And improved. Because we're surrounded with new and improved. Right when you just about figured out how you're... Stinking telephone works. They change the operating system. And you know what's going on? I got this crazy phone calling people that I don't want to... Like, oh my God. And it's FaceTiming people. I go, oh my... No, not now. Oh This phone is crazy. It's starting to think for me. It's, Lord Jesus. It could be embarrassing. Like I said, change could be embarrassing. The other day we opened... I was doing... The dishes And I opened the dishwasher. About knocked me out. I said what? What? what, 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 what? <laughs> Bring in hazmat. What's that smell? I thought surely there's something wrong with the plumbing. Maybe the rinse cycle has waxed defective. But this plume of toxic chemical waved over my body. And I tried to hold my breath. But I'm going to tell you, for about two days, I, you could taste it in the food you eat. It says, what is this? And I said, and we discovered it is the dishwashing liquid. I pulled, I said, this is the same one we always buy. But there was a problem with it. It had this little thing on the bottom that said, new and improved formula. <laughs> new fresh scent." I called up the guy, I called up headquarters at Costco and said, are you crazy? That's what I felt like saying. I felt like saying that. But I said, yes, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to comment on one of your products. (coughs) Things are always changing. Your computer, I just barely got used to Windows 95 and oh my gosh, they want to change something else. All right, I think we've had enough fun with that. But sometimes it's like we're running to keep up with all the changes. And yet all those changes are on the outside. And yet for all the changes that are happening all of the changes that are happening isn't it amazing that the human condition does not change unless it's Jesus Christ. No operating system is going to change who you are on the inside. No improved deodorant is going to give the sweet fragrance of Christ like The very presence of God in your life. Somebody said amen. Amen. I'm having fun today. Thank you. He's the only one that could change. Real heart change starts with Jesus Christ. The title of my message today is the gift of change. And change could seem very, very uncomfortable. And I'm getting to a point. I'm going to have us go to, well, let me just... I'll capsulize this. When Jesus came in Matthew 4, but let's back up to Matthew 3. We're on page 2 for the friends in high places. When Jesus came preaching, one of the, the first message that Jesus preached, the first word He said when He went... when Jesus went public... And John the Baptist as well. What happened? Let's, let's take it Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 through whatever. We'll figure out where we land. In those days there appeared John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness, the desert of Judea. And what was he saying? Repent. Oh, I just lost half the crowd on that one. I feel, I feel. Repent. Think differently, it says in the Amplified. Change your mind. Regretting your sins and changing your conduct, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he was followed up not too far with the clean up batter in Matthew chapter four. From that time in verse seventeen, Matthew four, Jesus began to preach, crying out, "What did he say? Say it. Repent. Change your mind for the better. Heartily amend your ways with abhorrence of your past sins, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." Friends, today, over the next few minutes, I want to, or rather the Lord, I feel, is trying to impress on you something that repentance is one of the most basic, elementary foundations of the Christian doctrine and Christian living. One of the most basic foundations. And yet I feel I am concerned that we don't really understand what that is, because today, believe me, it's going to be a happy word. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't about fire and brimstone. Let me, let me give you a definition of repentance, and I'm on page three for the people up, up, up in the upstairs world. Hallelujah. First of all, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 through 3. Let me read this to you. Let us go on and get past the elementary... This is elementary. Somebody say, this is baby stuff. This is preschool. 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 Elementary stage in the teachings and doctrines of Christ the Messiah. Advancing steadily toward the completeness and perfection that belong to the spirit, spiritual maturity. Let us not again be laying the foundation of rep- say it repentance... And abandonment abandonment of dead works, dead formalism, and of faith by which you turn to God. With teachings about purifying, King James talks about baptisms, you know, purifying, laying on of hands, resurrection. Repentance is right there in the absolute basics of the teaching of our doctrines. And yet in verse 3, look what he says. If indeed God permits, we will now proceed to advanced teaching like this is that was just preliminary things i am convinced that we don't really know about the basics so today let's talk about repentance and when i talk about repentance i'm talking about change are you ready church i said are you ready church let me let me let me define repentance for you 3340 and you know, in the concordance. And please forgive me, I am not a Greek scholar, but I can read. But I can't pronounce. Matanoel <laughs> Did my best for you. Sorry. And it means changed. Catch this. Changed after being with. Did you catch that? Changed after being with. Now, I want to I point something out to you. When you are with... The presence of Christ. When you are with His Spirit speaking to you through His Word, when you are with Him in church like we are today, we have the capacity to be changed. And there's a twofold thing. When Jesus said repent, and when we talk about repent or when we say change, there's something the Lord was showing me about that because many of us, we need change in our lives. We've already come to Christ, but God wants to bring us to other degrees of glory. We're not to be stagnant as a Christian. Amen. Now watch this. To say repent, or what I heard this way, to say change, had the same power in it. Not only was it a commandment to try to tell you that you've got to do this. That you do this the same way that you would say, please bring me a cup of water. But it's more like, please bring bring me a cup of water to someone that cannot walk. Are you listening? And that word has creative power in it. And it's not only a word of command, but it's also a word of empowerment. It is a prophetic word to you that not only you need to change, but that you can change. And I'm going to help you to change to get where you need to be. Are you hearing that? The same way in Genesis when God said, let there be light. And what happened? Yes. Is it fair to say... if Work with me on this. Is it fair to say that he commanded the elements? And from the elements, he demanded that light come forth. And you might say that the elements obeyed him. But also on another vein, you might say that the commandment for light also brought a creative power with it. Enabling light to come and be. Is that fair to say? So when he tells you... Change, it's like saying change B. Paul. Change be. That means you yourself, and rather than feeling like you have to do something and grit and bear it and change it and be all sorrowful and, and be so sorry and, and really work for the rest of your life and, and really be remorseful. That is not the picture that I have in my spirit today. The picture that I have in my spirit today is that when he says change be, that something happens. And there's an empowerment for you to suddenly become what that word was. When God tells you to come out from among them and be ye separate, we're talking about come away from the drugs, come away from the porn, come away from the partying, come away from the lying, come away from the, from the strife. It's more than just a, a list of don'ts. Listen carefully. It is also an empowerment for you to step away from that lifestyle. Step away from that looseness and walk in newness of life. Can you catch this, friends? Empowerment. Hallelujah. Empowerment. And listen how it comes. It's not willpower the way that most of us think. When I say repentance, I know because I, I know that we somehow think alike. We're, we're members of the human family. In this case, we're looking at repentance as changed after being with. When you're with Jesus, when you're with Him, there is a grace, there's an anointing to change. For the better, I might add. Hallelujah. There's an anointing to think differently. There's an anointing to act differently. Hallelujah. Yes, we're new creatures. Listen, this is very foundational. Yes, when you first come to Christ, you need to turn from everything else and turn to Christ as your Savior. You need to turn to Him as your source of life and as your commander-in-chief. But sadly enough, many Christians think that's where it ends. For the rest of the time, you're disconnected from Christ. But that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches, stay connected! connected! Oh, we'll move on to that. Friends, repentance is a gift, just in case you didn't notice. Acts chapter 5 talks how, 530 and 31 in the New King James, The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered hanging on a tree. Him God has exalted to His right hand to be Prince and Savior, to give repentance to Israel for the forgiveness of sin. Did you see how repentance Or can we just call it change? Can you see how change is a gift? He gave it. Is that right? Let's look in in Acts chapter 11. We just saw how it was given to the Jews. But how about the rest of us? If you don't happen to be a Jew, how about the Gentiles? Look what it says in Acts 11, verse 15, New King James through 18. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, upon as upon us at the beginning. Then I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If therefore God gave them the same gift as He gave us when we believed the Lord Jesus, whom whom could I who am I to basically withstand God? And when they heard these things, they became silent and they glorified God because what were they saying? Remember, we're talking about repentance is a say it, it's a gift. Okay, then God also Grant, God also granted to the Gentiles repentance. So you see how God gives these things. Repentance is something changed, my friend. There's hope for you after... There's hope for me after all. Hey, there's hope for me after all. What do you say? There's hope for me after all. Hallelujah. What do you think, Daryl? There's hope for us after all. Lisa said, hallelujah. Change of Lord. Change Him." hallelujah. It's hope for us after all. So the, the repentance is something that originates in God. Now watch what it says in a couple, of, a couple of things. First of all, repentance is a gift. Secondly, it is God that leads us to repentance. This is a fairly savvy congregation. So you know in the book of Romans that you know that Romans chapter 2 verse 4 talks about how God in His goodness and forbearance and long longsuffering... Uh, is that it, it is His goodness that leads us to repentance, or, or more clearly for us, leads us to change. It is His goodness that leads us and empower to change. I mean, can we just be honest about it? Aren't you just sick and tired of some things about your life? Am I the only one? Change to be different. To make someone or something different. To become something else. To make different in some some particular way. Now, some of you may be saying, well, just how is God going to change me? Well, first thing, I can guarantee you this. He's not going to turn your world upside down and, and shock you and leave you absolutely breathless and dying. But what God does is, i found that many times He does little changes. And the best thing that I could come up with is alteration. We have, uh, there was a season in time where Pastor Tom was eating more than he should. And he had grown to a 34 inch waistline. That's big for me. I mean, for some of you, you said, like, I'd like to see 34 inches. Well, for me, it was not, not a happy day. I'm growing out of all my suits. What am I going to do? So up until the time that I could get this back under control because I need some change in my life. <laughs> oh, human condition. I was paying regular visits to a little tailor called Mia. And I'd take our little suits in there and Mia would all, somebody say Altar. alter? She'd let out that waistline just a little more. Okay, Again, yes, a little more. <laughs> Pastor Tom's coming to church all like this. Don't worry, I got altered. (laughs) Mia did a good job. But you see, when you think about a tailor making little alterations, you don't think of a completely redo of everything. And yet, when they let out that extra inch, thank God, Daryl, thank God for that extra inch. Ooh, breathing space. I, I thank God. I mean, am I the only one that clothes start fitting too tight? Come on, Arrow, help me out a little bit. When clothes start fitting a little tight, isn't it nice to get just a little alteration? Okay, thank you, Clarence. God bless you, Clarence. I love you, man. I have a friend, Clarence. I got a friend in Clarence. I got a friend. And so it it, it helps me when you have a little alteration. So, listen, they're just little adjustments. An alteration is not a complete redo. It's just, let this out a little bit. God is trying to say to you, if you would just allow me to do little alterations, stay hooked up with me and allow, be with me, be with me, stay with me long enough so that I can let the Spirit of glory come on you and alter just this little thing, not a big thing, but in the end, it will make a major result. And I love what Pastor Mark was emphasizing a little while ago. He said, we need to activate the altars. Let's activate the altar. And there was a a time there that, that I've seen an increase where we would just come around the altar and just wait on God. And this is what I saw in my spirit. You know, there are alterations at the altar. Or Let's come and get altered at the altar. What are you doing over there? Why you, how come your church goes up there to pray? I see people going up, there. friends. Listen, when it, come, when it comes time and they open the altars, the presence of God is strong in our congregation. I want to encourage you, jump in. Go to the altar and get altered. Hallelujah. I had a little fun with that. I don't know about you. What do you think, Mama? My mom, she thinks I'm doing real good. Okay, thank you, Mama. Thank you, Mama. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We're not going to have a long word today, but I'm going to just tell you something that's very strong, very strong impression in my spirit as I was praying. And early on in the week, this was stirring in my heart, a call, Heart of the Bay, for you to come up hither, come up. Come up, come up. Now listen carefully. Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9 in the Amplified says this. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Colossians encourage us to do this. So if those thoughts are like that, This is what Colossians suggests in 3, 1 through 3. If you then be risen with Christ, and we are, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Now, I want to read just a few scriptures. Would you please allow God to talk to you? Let's just take a minute right here. Take a deep breath. Let's see. I'm not, I just, I only have maybe 10, 15 minutes here. So can you just take a little break right here and everybody just take a deep breath and let's just take in what God has for you because this is for you. This is not for your neighbor. This is for you. This is for me. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19. God is doing a new thing in your life. A new thing. He says this, Do not earnestly remember the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing, somebody say, "new new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive and know it, and will you not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Some of you may feel like you are in a desert, but God is doing a new thing right now. I don't know what your desert in is at the moment. I don't know if it's no friends, no money, no job, no whatever. No, a housing situation, you're, uh, just two, more questions than there are answers. That might be a desert. It might be a physical condition. You may feel like you're in the desert. But God is doing something new for you today. Now listen, what else we have for you? Joshua chapter 3, verse 3 through 5. And the emphasis is this. I hear the Spirit of God saying, You have not passed this way before. You're about, there are some changes that are coming in your life. They are changes because God is bringing those changes about if you will yield to Him and allow Him to work in your life, these changes will be brought into being because of the Spirit of God that's working. Listen to this. Joshua chapter 3, verse 3, in the Amplified Bible, commanding the people, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord, your God, being born by the Levitical priests, set out from where you are and... Follow it. There's a lesson right there. We'll stop. When there's an anointing, stay with the anointing. In those days, the ark represented the presence of God. That's what that ark represented. And everywhere they went, wherever that ark went, there was always success, health, healing, all things good and whenever they didn't have the ark there was confusion are you listening and so I I am happy and so grateful to be in a congregation and serve under pastors and have pastors and have church friends in this church family that have decided that they're not going to follow the crowd but they're going to follow the cloud There are a lot of good things going on in the earth today. Good programs. But if the anointing of God is not in it for us, we're not going with it. If we don't sense the presence of God on it, we don't move with it. Well, why aren't you guys... I thought this was a good plan, a good program. We're, not, we're moving with a lot of things. But with that, we don't sense the presence of God for us to move on that. And that's a good lesson, friends, for you. It's good for you to wait for the presence of God. But there's more in this scripture. Check this out. Notice what he said at the last of verse 3. Set out from where you are and follow it. Follow the presence. Notice what it says in verse 4. Yet a space must be kept between you and it, it being the ark, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near it, that you may be able to see the ark and know the way that you must go. Now, let's stop again. There's there's a world of, 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 of encouragement and instruction in that little phrase right there. They instructed him to stay a certain distance from it so that they could see it. For those of you that are so busy serving the Lord, sometimes your face could be so in it that you could be missing and you can't see the leading. You can't see the present. You're so busy, you haven't taken the time for the real source of change to be with. Change that's a result of being with him. Listen, if this happens to me and I'm a pastor, that sure happens to you. So your schedule is so full and you may even be serving God. You're so close and your face is so close to it and the instruction from the Spirit of God is you need, sir, ma'am, to back up a little bit to get the proper vantage point. So, Oh, there it is. So you could see the presence of God and the leading of God. Are you listening to me? Do whatever it takes to get the proper perspective on where you're going and what you're doing. Or rather what he's doing. So, are you there? Are you, are you with me so far? So, let's move on. So, the, the distance was so that they could continue to see clearly the presence of God and stay connected. Now, notice this. The last words are golden. It says, For you, verse 4, last words, For you have not passed this way before. I'm telling you. One of the things about new things is that they're different things. You've never done them before. You've never been there before. You haven't... Maybe no one else has done it before. But... We can be sure that when you're following the leading, you're going to be at the right place, at the right time, with a full supply, and you'll be able to have the wisdom of God on you to be able to accomplish the will of God, the full will of God. Amen. You've never passed this way before. We talked about change. I talk, we started the message talking about the brotherhood of Rocky Road ice cream. And what if God wants you to do something that's not Rocky Road? God, please don't make me do that. Please, God. I don't like chocolate mint, chocolate chip, mint. Mint chocolate chip, I can't even say it right. I don't like pralines and cream, Lord, please. I don't like mango, whatever, God, coconut something. I've got some words just to remind us about what Keith Moore said. There's a miracle in your life if whatever Jesus said when you're with Him, right? Just do it. Just do it. There's a miracle in that. And do not draw security because you have experience at this. And don't draw insecurity because you've never done this before. Did Moses ever lead a nation out of one of the foremost powerful nations of the known world? Had he ever had experience at that? Help me out, people. I'm trying to send you home with a happy heart. (laughs) Excuse me. He did not have a degree in that. He just came across a burning bush... A talking burning bush. Figure that out. That didn't burn. That's really. And then God sent him and he said, who, me? Friends, here's the thing. God, when he's calling you and you're with him and he wants to change some things about you to make you more effective... I guarantee you it will be something that you have not done before that there's no way you think you can do this and you sure enough try to find a way to not have to do it or not have to do it alone. Dear God, I can't even talk. How about our friend uh, Gideon? Oh Lord, are you talking? Thou, here's a good revelation. Thou mighty man of valor. Angel appears to Gideon. He's hiding out in a little shed. And 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 the angel appears. Thou mighty man of valor. He goes, and he's still like, are you talking, say, are you talking to me? That must be, are you talking to me? Mighty man of valor. You know what? That angel did something that happens a lot in the kingdom of God. He operates in the spirit of faith with a prophetic edge about him. He called him. He not only addressed, but he prophesied that quality upon him. Wow. That, I don't know about you, but that helps me. When God calls me to do something that I don't know what I'm doing. And if you want to know some of those things, and it turns out okay. It says, well, that's amazing. You have to get Wednesday night's messages when I've been preaching on the wisdom of God. I have done things I never dreamed I would be doing. I didn't have a clue. I didn't have the education for it. And all the people that were educated, all the specialists that I would bring in and say, nope, you can't do it. You're just going to have to upgrade. Really sorry, son. You're gonna yeah, this just doesn't work. And yet God would give us wisdom. An anointing. I, I can't get off on that. But that was that's amazing to me. But I wanna I want you to know something. Oftentimes God will call you, just like Moses, to do something you've never done before. Yes. Amen. And you're the man, you're the woman of God at the moment. Hallelujah. Now I want I want to read just another thing. Uh, Did I read this? You've not passed this way before. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves. That is... We're in verse 5 of uh, Joshua 3. We're almost done. Everybody relax. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves. That is, separate yourselves for a special, holy purpose. God has a purpose for you. For tomorrow, the Lord is going to hang you to dry and you're going to go out and guess what you're going to (laughs) do. No, no. Tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Look what it says in Isaiah 48. I love this. It's right, right in tow with what we've been talking about this morning so far about change. Isaiah 48, verse 5 through 7, Amplified. Let me read this to you. Can I do that, please? Therefore I have declared things to come to you from of old. Before they came to pass, I announced them to you. So that you could not say, my idol has done them. Friend, your education did not do this. You were not ready for this. What made you ready for this is the call and the prophetic word of God. I'm just telling you right now. Says he, even hidden things kept in reserve, which you have not known. Verse 7, I love. They are created when? Say it again. They're created now. They're called into being by the prophetic word not long ago. And before today, you have never heard of them, lest you should say, Behold, I, oh, I already knew that. Oh, I got this, I knew that. No, no. Friend, can you, if you just have ears to hear, God is doing something amazing in this room. Today, and whoever is listening, God is doing, not because you and I are anything, but because God has plans, and He's got purposes, and you are an intricate part of the plan of God. Hallelujah. I perceive changes in the atmosphere. I don't really like change. I don't like to give up my rocky road experiences. I've so loved our wonderful 180 band the the youth ministry Pastor Nancy they have been just phenomenal are you do you have any, any 180ers in here or are you all in your class they yeah <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now that 180 worship team has been such I, I just love every single one of them and I, I just they just come up wonderful if you were at the Christmas program you saw how marvelous they did and everything just awesome group of kids but you know somebody say everything changes, everything changes. I got to let go of my my boys and girls in the Lord, i got to let them go. They're going to college, many of them. And I'm glad they are, hallelujah. Some of them far away. That means, PT, something's about to change. PT, something's about to change. Listen, I've been doing this for over 30 years, and wow, when there's a change like that, it's hard to let our kids go, isn't it, Pastor Nancy? Isn't it hard to let our kids go? But we have to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps, get back in His presence. If you're a team leader in this church, get back in the presence of God and be changed by Him. Hallelujah. Let Him show you what to do. And you'll find another degree of Glory awaiting you. And there are others that you will put your hand to. There are others that you will guide in the way. And you'll cause much blessing in the earth today. For in you will all the blessing, will all the families of the earth be blessed. There are more People, enlarge your heart. I just felt felt that coming upon us. Enlarge, we need to enlarge our hearts. If you're a team leader in this church and there's several team members that you've got to let go, you need to enlarge your heart. God's giving you fresh and new hearts to work with. New people, praise God. Somebody shout glory. glory. Hallelujah. Let me let me just read this. Uh In Philippians chapter 2, and I have about two, three scriptures, and then we'll close for today. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 through 13. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. It says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Thank God that he's at work in us. Amen. So change. He's working it. He's working us. He's giving us a prophetic word of change. He's not just saying go out and do this, but he's also giving us the enabling to do it. And oh, how sweet it is when we go uh, and like the A team. I love it when a plan comes together. (laughs) How many you remember that? Am I too old or what? I I see the smiles. Maybe they made a redo of that. They made a remake of that movie. Do they still say that? (laughs) I love it when a plan comes together. I'm sure they. I hope they have that line in there because, boy, I'm telling you, that is so awesome. Now, now, look at what it says. I'll close with this one, the last scripture, Philippians 1, verse 6, in the Amplified. And I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you, heart of the bay, he that began a good work in you, team leader, he that began a good work in you, Christian, he that began a good work in you, mom, dad, bride, husband, will continue until the day of Jesus Christ. He's going to keep changing you for the better, giving you grace for it. You'll continue to be a blessing right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. All right. All right. I saw there was one more scripture. (laughs) This is the last scripture, I promise. You know, there's something called the geographic cure. Sometimes, you know, we think that, you know, I'm I'm tired of this place. I want something new. I want new friends. I want a new job. I want a new, (laughs) new wife, some people say. (laughs) Get the devil out of you, friend. God gave you that woman. You better pray and get right. (laughs) I need a new car. I need a new, 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 new. New I need a new phone. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. Did you have to say that? <laughs> I need a new phone. Oh, Lord, pray for us. We're trying to get used to new iPhones, I tell you. Okay, anyway, Genesis chapter 12. In some cases, that, that may be the plan of God. Look at this. Look what God said to, to, to Abraham. And, and when, when we read this, put yourself in the picture. Not so much that you're leaving some physical place, but some of you may be leaving a, a way of thinking. You may be leaving... Uh, 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 a commitment to one thing. There was one time... Well, I'm not get into that. Let me just read the scripture. You may be changing your priorities. God's going to alter a few things so you could be a greater blessing. Is everybody with us on that same page? <laughs> Listen to this. He said, Now the Lord had said to Abram, this is the New King James Version, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great. You shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Please understand that in this case, Abram needed to leave every single thing that was familiar he had to leave behind. I mean, put yourself in his place, friends. Everything that's familiar. I mean, for some of you that enjoy traveling, maybe you've been in the military or something. I mean, my boys, one of my boys was in the military. He's seen some places all over the world and he was all alone. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, I tell you, that's an interesting place to be all by yourself in strange places, (laughs) away from family, away from friends away from people that speak English. <laughs> I mean, totally new thing. I mean, totally out there. You feel like you're hung to dry. God called Abraham, Abram to a place like that. And he had to make such, an, he had to create such an uh, amount of courage on the, he had to receive the courage for him to be able to step out And when God said, in you will all the nations of the earth be blessed, that wasn't just a commandment. That was, if you will, like we've been talking today, a prophetic word to make Him a blessing. Now, He had to cooperate. He had to walk with God. My question or my challenge to you today is, will you walk with God, friends, heart of the bay? Will you stand in His presence? Will you be with Him? Long enough to allow Him to change, him, change you. Will you do like what Brother Moore says? Will you behold Him? Because as you behold Him, you will become like Him. Amen. Will you discover what God has for you? And would you let go of your life and stop trying to find it so much, but let go of it in Him so that you could truly find it? Somebody said yes. Let's pray for one another. Father, I thank You for Your precious Word. I thank You for Your precious people. Hallelujah. We worship You and we thank You, God, that You are at work both to will and to do of Your good pleasure. You've got the plan, Father. I thank You that You've raised this congregation up, the partners and the members of this church and the friends, to be a blessing in our generation. God, we need churches like this to be strong and to be able to speak the Word of God with love and in accuracy and with an anointing. And Lord, for the person under the sound of my voice, hallelujah, that has not made the commitment to Christ in the first level and the most primary level of repentance or change that they've not received Christ. I pray, Father, and as Christians are praying right now, we pray that they'll make their move toward Jesus Christ in Jesus' name.